This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moors, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. And good evening, everyone. The drawbridge has been lowered to the castle of the Chiefs Kingdom. And welcome to our AFC Championship Game edition of the Chiefs Kingdom show. Less than 24 hours after what some are calling, many are calling today, around the country and around the world who follow the NFL, the greatest National Football League playoff game ever. Last night in overtime, the Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills 42-36, to The Chiefs were down by three with 13 seconds to go in regulation and tied it with a Harrison Butker field goal from 49 yards out and won it in overtime with a brilliant Patrick Mahomes-led drive of 75 yards in eight plays as Mahomes hit Travis Kelsey on an eight-yard pattern to end an unforgettable game. Now the Chiefs have already made history as they will host a conference championship game. For the fourth straight season, something that has never been done in the history of the National Football League. We have an awesome show for you tonight on the largest network in the National Football League. We'll hear from head coach Andy Reid in a few minutes. 
And later, I'll be joined by Chiefs ambassadors, former Chief linebacker Sean, Lar uh, Sean Barber and Kevin Lockett, wide receiver. But first, these important messages from Hy-Vee. You can get involved in the playoffs with Hy-Vee uh, because you can uh, be involved with bringing hygiene items to local area students. Join the Chiefs City Year and giving the basics. Here's what you need to do. Go to your local Hy-Vee and you can purchase a hygiene bag at the register for just $10. Your cashier will take the bag for giving the basics and deliver on your behalf. This will help make kids in the uh, metro area healthier, happier uh, with your donation to the Chief City Year and giving the basics, providing hygiene items, uh, shampoo, toothbrushes, toothpaste, uh, body wash, lotion, and a whole lot more. That is throughout the playoffs at your local Hy-Vee. And also to remind you to score the savings. The Chiefs scored 42 points last night. That means you can earn 42 cents on Fuel Saver on your Fuel Saver card today if you spend $42 and scan the barcode or at checkout, they'll tell you how this works. Anyway, that is tonight. You can still do that tonight at your local High V. When we come back, we will hear from head coach Andy Reid along with Dan Israel after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Another Tyreek Hill in the backfield. They look to swing it to him. That's covered. Now Mahomes trying to keep the play alive. Into the pocket. Shifts to his left. He will scramble at the five. Lunging forward at the far front pylon. And what will they rule here? The officials confer. No signal given. They're going to say, touchdown, Kansas City. Only on the field is a touchdown. Eight-yard scramble by Mahomes. And this drive, almost all Mahomes on scrambles. 35, 7, and now 8 for a touchdown to potentially tie the game. All right, welcome back to our Chiefs Kingdom show. Getting ready for the AFC Championship game, the fourth consecutive year that Kansas City will host the AFC Championship. It's never happened in NFL history, in either the NFC or the AFC. As uh, we would normally be in a high V, a huge crowd going crazy after the win last night, getting ready for the AFC Championship game. But because of the COVID rules, we're in studio. But we want to keep the energy of this moment and the kingdom rolling going into this AFC Championship game, coming off the heels of this incredible 42-36 to overtime win last night over the Buffalo Bills. A reminder, Hy-Vee, during the playoffs, is proud to partner with the Chiefs, City Year and Giving the Basics, to helping provide hygiene items to local area students. Your donation will be distributed to local schools through City Year and Giving the Basics. Just purchase a hygiene bag at Hy-Vee for just $10. Your cashier will take the bag and uh, we'll help get the basics and for giving the basics to deliver on your behalf. So you can make the community healthier, happier, and just better uh, with your donation uh, at Hy-Vee. And also, with 42 points last night, score big savings tonight at Hy-Vee. Still got this shot. Go do it. You get 42 cents on your Fuel Saver card tonight when you spend $42 and then scan the barcode or ask them at checkout uh, the special LU number. That's valid still tonight. So take advantage of scoring the savings at Hy-Vee. All right. Joined now by my partner uh, for 28 seasons in the National Football League. You got a head start ahead of me. Uh, I think four years ahead of me, 32 years in this league. But executive producer Dan Israel. Dan, that game last night, you and I have been asking mm. bunches of times here, last night and today, is it the greatest we've ever seen? Well, 
If it's not, it's in the top three or four. 31 points scored in the final two minutes of regulation in overtime. 300 yards offense, four touchdowns, four lead changes. Uh, look, I, I, I can't get over the AFC championship appended by the, is it an adverb? The, the adverb again, right? I can't get over that, Mitch. No. I mean, all the football we've seen over the years, what an amazing game. You and I have lived, uh, we grew up with this franchise as little kids. This franchise never hosted an AFL championship or an AFC championship game. The times they went to the Super Bowl, they went, they had went on the road. And yeah. now it's four straight years. NFL history. All it's, the, all, pinch me, man. Yeah, all those 60s. I mean, those great teams of the 60s. That was never done back then. And I mean, he, we're just talking about an, an unprecedented level of NFL history. And as a Chiefs fan, uh, man, what a special time. What a special time. And it's all been initiated by Andy Reid, uh, the incredible future Hall of Fame coach. Uh, again, his 19th postseason win last night. That ties Don Shula for third most in NFL history. Only Tom Landry and Bill Belichick are ahead, ahead of him. And if Andy can win this AFC Championship game, uh, he will push ahead uh, into third place all by himself. You had a chance to talk with Coach Reid. All right, let's just, we're going to do two things here. We're going to try to get a grasp on what happened last night and did that really happen. And then look ahead to this AFC Championship game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now let's put a mid part in there, which is what makes this team, what makes Coach Reed, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and this whole life we're living now of history so special. But first of all, your thoughts and discussion with Coach about last night's game. Well, you know, I think one of the things you saw is that last night's victory, a game like that, Mitch, does not happen without everybody contributing at some level. And frankly, we saw a lot of defense in that game. I mean, with all the, you know, the 300 yards of offense at the last of the game that I just mentioned, there was still a lot of offense or a lot of defensive plays in that game and some special teams plays. There were good moments and bad moments, but you saw it all. It takes everybody to contribute in a game like that. And and I think part of the culture that Andy Reid has developed here in the last decade that's so important is about contributing. And you can hear it in his voice that never say die attitude, Mitch, starts with the winning head coach, the, the winningest head coach in Chiefs history. Everybody had a piece piece of the pie here, so uh, special teams, so I, I just, uh, as a head coach, I'm, I just like, I love the battle, and um, the, the way the guys fought for four quarters, they knew going in that it was going to be that kind of a, a game, and they just put, you know, the pedal of the metal there, and then we've got another great team coming in here with, uh, with the Bengals, so We've got to enjoy this one for a minute, and then we've got to move on. The thing I loved in that answer to you was he loves the thrill. He yeah, loves the, the battle. battle. He loves it. I mean, he loved that last night. And the harder it is, the better he likes it. I mean, do we underrate Andy Reid in that regard? I, I think we do. You know, we hear him say all the time, we're looking forward to the challenge. And he says it so you know so calm and, and really without a lot of emotion that it just becomes kind of one of those coaching statements. But I think what's going inside that blood of his is it's boiling. He likes the idea of getting out there and testing it and, and seeing who's better. He likes to play teams at full strength. He doesn't like to play, you know, when when the Packers came to town and Rodgers wasn't a part of that, he was frustrated. He wanted to play the Rodgers and the Packers. He didn't want to beat the Packers. He wanted to beat Rodgers and the Packers. And I, I think we underestimate just exactly how intense he is with all of that. I like what you said, too, about 
about uh, it was an entire team effort. We can get lost in all the offense in this game and not think of the two stops by Nick Bolton, which mm-hmm. were huge on third and two, because Buffalo was in a four-down mode the whole night. Like Sean McDermott said, we're just going to be four-down mode. Uh, and then the sack uh, by Melvin Ingram in the first half and then Jaron Reed in the second half. There were enough stops made by the Chiefs in this game to allow them to get all of the heroics at the end. And that team, I mean, in particular, Josh Allen is such a formidable foe. He's got so many, uh, so much ability to do with his legs. What you you know you don't normally see out of a six foot five, two hundred and forty pound quarterback. And and so you know you're used to seeing these small running backs as a linebacker. Nick Bolton's used to seeing a five foot eight, two hundred pound guy come flying at him. Not. 40 pounds and a half foot more. I just think it was such a tough task that they were presented with. Such a, a, a difficult challenge and really did well with it. I like Josh a lot. I like his game. I like his demeanor. You're playing a 400-meter Olympic hurdler. That's who you're playing. Yeah. I mean, he runs 4'7", and he's almost 250 pounds. He can, throw the, you can win the javelin, too. He's a decathlete, really. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now... I've been asked too, man. Have you seen anything like that? I, I don't. I don't even know. Like I, I was numb until about two in the morning, <laughs> and like, what just happened? Uh, <laughs> we all woke up this morning and wondered, was that a dream or was that reality? But you're right. I mean, we've seen games like this, Mitch. We've seen games that go back and forth. We've seen regular season games. I don't know that I've ever seen a playoff game with that level of intensity. And look, we knew going into this, it was the divisional round, but it was going to play like an AFC championship, and it, it didn't disappoint. I, I mean, between all of the football you and I have seen over the last 30 years, Andy Reid's seen more. So I asked him, have you seen it all? And I think a lot of the Chiefs' kingdom can relate to his response. Uh, no. This <laughs> no. is like being a farmer, man. The work's never done, and you never stop seeing things that amaze you. And that's how, that's how it goes. I love the answer. It's like a farmer. <laughs> the work is never done. And we have so many stations. Lists are on our network tonight, the largest in the NFL that you put together. Either directly tied to agriculture, indirect. We're all indirectly tied to agriculture. Indirectly, if yeah. you're in the Chiefs' kingdom, yeah. uh, you're tied to it. But I love it where he said it's like a farmer's work. One, it's never done, and two, you're never surprised. That's right. There's always something crazy, man. <laughs> I just I got a kick out of uh, his answer there. All right, let's get into uh, some of the guts of this game. Thirteen seconds to go, down three. Uh, had it won, lost it. Had it won, lost it. Now thirteen seconds to go, but. I mean, you can completely come off the rails. You can just say it can be chaos. But what about how these guys just were able to navigate to do something miraculous? You know, and I really think it was such a special moment to watch. If you watch or you listen to a symphony, it sounds like a bunch of talented musicians that are just playing together, playing from their soul. But every note, Mitch, every rest, every nuance, every piece of that music is planned. And it takes a perfect execution to make it sound musical. Yesterday, they managed that symphony perfectly, the Chiefs did. And much like a musician after a performance, they know when they're in the pocket and when they weren't. And yesterday, Coach knew. Listen, I thought we managed that whole process the right way. But, um, whether it was the timeouts, whether it was the players, uh, where they could make some adjustments uh, according to looks that took place. And, <clears throat> and I, I think it just all worked out. Uh, well, the coaches being able to get the plays in. I mean, EB, I mentioned last night, has a ton of things going through his headset. And for him to be able to uh, get everything spit out to the quarterback is a, uh, you know, that's a, that's a challenge. And he did a nice job with that during the most chaotic time. You and I are around this team in the spring, the summer, 
Uh, we see him at training camp. Your, your music analogy is interesting. And I think of the Kansas City Symphony here, but they rehearse this, Dan. Every time. And, and we've seen him rehearse it, special category. What are they doing? 13 seconds. I mean, how much the fact that they rehearse it and rehearse it and rehearse it had them ready to execute it? Well, I think it was all the difference. And you mentioned training camp. We said daily. We watched the team drill situational football. Every possible scenario practiced over and over and over until the frenetic confusion just dissolves and it begins to look like a simple walkthrough, right? That preparation is what you saw in overtime, a precise plan to an exact need. And look, I don't want to take anything away from the quality of that moment, but the first and 10 from your own 25 with just 13 seconds, that was the confluence of great preparation, great coaching, great execution, and some playmakers. You know, Eagles fans used to talk about clock management all the time, right? Chiefs were not using their timeouts early when the Bills were driving. That's what enabled them to get that 44 yards in a ridiculously amount of little time. I mean, just ask the Cowboys. They, went, they got sent home because they couldn't execute a play in 14 seconds. But the, uh, the final part of that, man, playmakers, Mahomes cool and collected in the pocket, surgical precision with his throws, Hill fast to the sideline to stop the clock, and then Kelsey knowing exactly how much time you know, he could keep trying to run before he had to drop and call timeout. 13 seconds, there is zero. Zero margin for error. Not a single mistake can occur. And it didn't. It was football in perfection. And for everyone on that roller coaster last night, you got the ride of your life. Listen to Coach as he talks about this. He recognizes how much time, effort, and thought went into what you saw way back in the offseason. Yeah, and listen, my my assistant coaches were phenomenal uh, during that time. So I I have a lot of trust in them. Uh, Everybody has their own category that they're responsible for uh every situation we've got covered by a coach or two <clears throat> so i was uh, you know we're able to talk and communicate that and, um i've got trust in those guys and what they you know what they see and like and um you know and they're able to work it out with eb so it gets organized when i go down and i can kind of make sure the referees know what i'm thinking uh the officials know what i'm thinking so um you know, it, it just we, we've practiced it and practiced it and practiced. It. You don't very often get a chance to to do it in, in that type of a setting. So I'm I'm just glad we the rehearsal uh, worked out. Uh, uh, you know that we've worked on was able to play out the way it did. We got members of the Kansas City Symphony honking their horn right now <laughs> or nodding their head. Uh, let's get into Patrick Mahomes here before we transition to the Cincinnati game. Uh, and again, he's surrounded by a village, whether that's Eric Bieniemy, whether that's Mike Kafka, Joe Blameyer, Coach Reed, obviously. This is an astronaut uh, who is surrounded by just an incredible group of people who help train him and get him ready for this moment. But what about the fiber in Patrick Mahomes that makes him uh, almost incomparable? There's just very few quarterbacks that have done what he's done in his first five years or four years really and in the playoffs especially you know the cliche high tide floats everybody's boat right (laughs) you know i mean it's not just one or two mahomes refusal to quit his work ethic his preparation partially adopted from alex smith it's unique mitch it's special he wants to be good he wants to be great and as you hear coach say he wants to get after you he wants to he wants to get after you every opportunity he has and most of all, he wants to make, he wants to be great and he wants people around him to be great. And he has the ability at that position to do that. And, and he's not, 
you know, he's not afraid to be coached. He's not afraid to study hard. He's not afraid to work out hard, you know, go the extra mile with diet, strength training, all those things. Um, flexibility, he, he goes and tries to do it the best he possibly can. And as a result, you get what you got there. And what we've seen, we've, we've been spoiled with this now for the last few years. Uh, he, he's a pretty spectacular player. And, um, you know, we're lucky to have him right here in Kansas City. And so, uh, you know, and to have that grit, I, I think that tells you a little bit about him. That's a. Uh, that's something special. Just the most passing yards in the postseason, his first five NFL years <laughs> by far. Uh, most touchdown passes in his first 10 playoff games, 25, took out Drew Brees uh, with 23. Uh, Travis Kelsey also doing incredible things. And we're seeing Kelsey now in the rarefied air where we're talking about him with Jerry Rice uh, in NFL history and postseason play. That's Kels. I mean, I want to go back and uh, he. He's MVP for me right now. There's just no question about it. He's turned the, the the tide of several games. All right, let's get into the AFC Championship game now. Here come the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, a 2 o'clock start time central at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. One stat here, and I put it out on Twitter earlier today. Coach Reed, since being the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, is 24-5 and in season rematches. Two of those five losses were in his first year. One of those five losses is the JV game in 2020 where he played all the backups. So that's just two losses he's had since his first year in rematches uh, in season. And he's had plenty now because all three of these games in the postseason will be rematches. Um, well, let's get into Cincinnati here. Uh, beat the Chiefs 34-31, Week 16, crazy game, nutty game. Uh, just your overall thoughts and what coaches' thoughts are in the Bengals going into this rematch. You know, I think there's some obvious aspects of the Bengals game. Burrow's ability to connect with Jamar Chase is a dangerous one, but I think the Bengals' defense is underrated. You'll hear Coach talk about them being a good football team. I mean, after all, they're in the AFC Championship, but as Coach talks about this upcoming game, it's subtle, but if you listen, Mitch, you can hear the coach, the Chiefs locker room, they're still upset about that win from Week 16. They made big plays on us, and um, and both both sides of the ball, where they they were able to slow us down and um, and then pick it up on the offensive their offensive side, and um, so you know we've got to do a better job all the way around. Uh, special teams included, we, we every phase can be better. They beat us. I mean, they, it wasn't a fluke. I mean, they beat us. And so they're a good football team. And it's important that we have a great week of preparation here. And that's one reason why the urgency level was there even yesterday once the game was over to get, get busy. Here's the greatest game maybe some say ever in NFL history. And Andy Reid and the coaches enjoy it for mm, five minutes. <laughs> I don't even think he gave it five. <laughs> uh, this, crazy. That sting lasts. That sting is still with him. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Rematch time in the AFC Championship game. And up for grabs, the Lamar Hunt Trophy and a trip to Los Angeles to play in Super Bowl 56. Joe Burrow, quickly, your thoughts on him. Because here we've seen, everybody talks about challengers to Mahomes. We've seen it now in Josh Allen. That dude's yeah. legit. But Joe Burrow seems to be right there as well, the Bengals quarterback. You know, I might be the one, two, and three quarterbacks in the league right now. I mean, I, f- I felt like Josh Allen, you know, made one bad call last night, and that was the coin toss. He called tails <laughs> instead. And, and he goes home a loser. And, and look, that's the fact of winning and losing in this league. It is very difficult. I think Joe Burrow is a talented, talented guy. I think he's going to be one of the greats. I do think he's probably a year behind Allen. And I think, you know, much like Allen in 
last year's playoffs, won in a divisional round and had to come to Arrowhead and take on the daunting task of the Chiefs. I think Joe Burrow is going to find it the same way. But make no mistake, he is a very capable quarterback. This is a guy that got sacked nine times and did not change the way he played in a playoff game and managed to pull out a victory. So uh, expect Joe Burrow to compete, you know, just like Patrick Mahomes. These are two guys, two more guys that are going to want to get after each other. The Titans pummeled him, man. Nine sacks, and he still wins that game uh, on the road. We all love Tyreek Hill. We saw him last night. 64-yard touchdown, catch and run, amazing. 46-yard punt return, amazing. Second all-time in in Chiefs history in the postseason. But we're also going to see Tyreek Hill in a Bengal uniform. Jamar Chase now, it's not just running goal routes and not just the great speed he's got. His 72-yarder against the Chiefs in Week 16 was a 12-yard catch. What are we seeing in Jamar Chase and what does coach think? Yeah, he's a physical player. He plays much bigger than his, he actually is. And I, I think it's interesting that, and look, this kid's going to dominate. He's going to be a dominant receiver in the AFC for several years, much like Hill. But I, I feel like, you know, the ability for them to contain that deep ball, not to not give up the 72-yard plays because we had him contained at moments in Week 16. But he's able to, to, to really... You know, break, get yards after the catch and, and break tackles. And, and that's what makes playmakers, Mitch. He is a playmaker. Maybe they don't have as many playmakers as the Buffalo Bills, but he's a dangerous one. And there's no doubt that the Chiefs are going to have to defend him. Yeah, so he, well, he's, a, he's a good receiver. He knows how to set up routes, especially for a young guy. And, um, and then he's strong when he, when he gets the ball in his hands. He's got a great core strength and lower body strength. <clears throat> and, and, um, and quick feet to go with it. So he's a he's a complete package. He's one of those guys that isn't six foot four, but plays like he's six foot four. He's a great range. All right, Dan. So here we go. Here comes another high powered team, but an AFC Championship game and a Lamar Hunt Trophy on the line. I suggest you get a lot of rest on Saturday <laughs> night. That's, <laughs> it's going to be another great game. All right, executive producer Dan Israel, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Chiefs and Bengals, AFC Championship game coming up. When we come back on our Chiefs Kingdom show, I'll be joined by an offensive player. We'll have Kevin Lockett and a defensive player, Sean Barber, both Chiefs alumni. We'll be back with those guys after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Chasing him, fire for the end zone. It's caught right side. Byron Pringle, right between two bills. Touchdown, Kansas City. Mahomes with danger in his face stares that danger down, and the Chiefs have a 13 to 7 lead. Welcome back on our Chiefs Kingdom show to get ready for this AFC Championship game, the fourth consecutive one in the Chiefs Kingdom at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. That is setting an all-time National Football League record. Okay, we're going to take it up a notch. We have two special guests uh, with me tonight on our Chiefs Kingdom show. Uh, First of all, as a man I get to work with almost on a weekly basis, uh, he's the head right now, the Ambassadors, 10-year National Football League career, calling the barbershop, he's the Spider-Man, uh, great friend, two, two of the best guys on earth and two of guys that I'm just awesome to call friends or my guests tonight. But first, it's Sean Barber. Shop, good to see you, my friend. Hey, man, so good to be here, man. Just for a quick second, we just want to, as an ambassador group, really reach out, uh, reach our arms around the Chiefs players and staff and tell them how, how much we appreciate their dedication, their sacrifice, everything they've done to get to this point. 
I know it's a long season and a lot of pats on the back, a lot of people uh, just, just, just so excited about them. But as an alumni group, we want that entire organization to know how happy we are to be affiliated, associated, an example of what it means to have a legacy of greatness. And we're just so proud and happy of what Andy Reid and Coach Andy Reid and, and, and Veach and all everybody's doing over there at One Arrowhead Drive. So, um, man, we appreciate y'all. Love what you're doing with the Ambassador Group, and it's that special fraternity that you guys have to help this current team. Also with us on the line tonight, the former All-American at K-State, also an outstanding NFL career, four years with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, both of these guys actually had time with the Washington football team. But please welcome joining us tonight, Kevin Lockett. What's up, K-Lock? What's going on? Hey, what a game. Let's put this game in perspective. Shop, I'm going to start with you and get both of your reactions after less than 24 hours from what many are calling the best NFL game they've ever seen. And this is outside of the Chiefs' kingdom and Bill's Mafia. What did we see last night, Shop, in your opinion? Well, Dan said it correctly, man. Uh, four changes in lead in the last two minutes, numerous points, numerous uh, the momentum swung back and forth. I got to be – I mean, listen, I'm one of the most diehard Chiefs fans. And I got to tell you, honestly, with 13 seconds left, I had a lot of doubt. It wasn't 100%. I knew that we could do a Hail Mary. But I, it didn't, there's nothing in me that, that envisioned the Cheetah play or the Kelsey play to get us in field goal range for then uh, Bucker to take over. And it, it's just such a special – amount of uh, camaraderie and trust that they had in each other. I should have looked at Mahomes. I should have looked at his face <laughs> on the sideline and realized, why isn't he worried? I'm worried that we can't get it done. And he looks like he's just a, a stroll in the park. Like, this is just the everyday. And so I should have looked at, uh, at Pat on the sideline to see that, man, he wasn't worried for a moment. He just he rose to the occasion, rose to the moment, and they got it done in a big way. The only thing, it was 4% chance, they say, uh, to go down and tie that game. But the, having the three timeouts were huge. I knew they could hit maybe middle twice. This is exactly what happened. Uh, and still have time to kick the field goal. Okay, K-Lock, what did we just see in that game and how special was it? Well, I, I think what we saw is we saw exactly why Beach and Reed and, and all those guys that are in the administration over there with the Chiefs, why they signed Patrick to a long-term deal. Uh, we are witnessing you know, greatness as we, as we speak. I mean, it, this is fun to watch, um, but it's not just him. I mean, it's, it's all the guys around him. I know many people have probably seen the video of the, the audio of, uh, of Kelsey and Pat, the last play. You know, it's their ability to understand what defenses are doing and the freedom that they have uh, from the enemy and, and from Reed to be able to make those kinds of changes on the field. Uh, it's that trust. And so, you know, I think if, if we can make a run and hit these last two games and come home with another Super Bowl, uh, you know, Pat will have earned uh, that entire contract extension that we've already given him, and it hadn't even kicked in yet. I'm going to get a follow-up here with you, K-Lock, and then I want to get your thoughts on this too, Shop. We just heard, we talked with Coach on the first segment. Now, I see these guys, Kevin, they rehearse these game situations in the spring, in the summer, in training camp, over and over. All coaches kind of do it, but Andy Reid makes this a way of life. He does not blow over uh, OTAs. He'll use it many times to work on these situations. How big is it that you rehearse it and at least have some idea of how to manage it and execute it? Well, it's, I mean, it's a really big deal, and you're right. A lot of coaches will, will rehearse it, but, but he goes in depth. And I think you saw a great example of that on the very first play, uh, or actually on both plays that you saw when we only had 13 seconds left. 
uh, that very first play, you know, they line up in an incredible prevent defense. Most of the guys are 20, 30, 40 yards off, um, and they run a, a, an atypical play. They throw the ball to Tyreek and get some blockers out in front of him because he's so fast and he's the most dynamic player in the league with the ball in his hand. That's what ultimately gives us the chance to possibly have one more play to get in the field goal range. And then, you know, you see the audible at the line in terms of the route uh, that Travis ran and, and Pat being on the same page. Again, understanding uh, the situation, having been in those similar situations throughout practice, uh, and then, again, having the freedom to, to make those changes, I think uh, what we saw last night was absolutely remarkable. I mean, I was with Barbershop. I was thinking, man, this is, this, there's no opportunity here. We're going to have to throw a deep ball and get a pass interference. Uh, and after that first sort of unscripted play where they just toss it to, to, to Tyreek and he gets 20, 25, you know, in literally three or four seconds, um, that's all of a sudden when my hope went up. They ran that play for a touchdown against the Cowboys at the end of the half yep. in 2017. It was crazy. Okay, shop the fact. And you, you spent some time as a fellowship coach in camp. Yeah. So you're in meetings. I mean, you're in on this. It's special cat. I try to see what they're going to do every day in special cat. We talked about the symphony rehearsing. This wasn't a mistake that they, or just a little bit of luck. These guys work at this all the time. Yeah, special cat stands for, you know, special category. So it's a game simulated, uh, end of game. They create the scenario. Down by two points, 54 seconds left, one timeout. Um, you know, so-and-so, hey, so-and-so got hurt. So all these scenarios that makes it feel as, as game-like as possible, and then the offense has to go execute. You got you to gotta know how many, you know, how, when to uh, throw, throw an incomplete ball, uh, how to get away from a sack. We don't want the clock to keep running. Uh, when you, you know, work the sideline, when to work the middle of the field because you want the chunk of yardage, and then use the timeout. Hey, it's, if you got no timeouts, you got to run the field goal unit on and kick a field goal before the, uh, before the, uh, you know, the clock goes out. And so all that stuff is practiced numerous times, almost on a daily uh, regimen, all through training camp. And it's not about the X's and O's of installation or the opponents you're about to face. Some of the things are just done because you need to know how to do it no matter who the opponent is. These game situations come up so many times, obviously through Coach Reed's career. He knows that in the most crucial times, you don't have time to talk about it and draw it up on the sideline. You guys have to know how to execute and um, how to get it done um, in, in some of the most critical moments possible. Again, getting ready for the AFC Championship game this Sunday. Two of the better humans roaming the earth are with me tonight, and Sean Barber and Kevin Lockett, two former Chiefs. Okay, let's don't leave the defense out of this before we go to break and transition to talk about Cincinnati. Nick Bolton's two stops on third and two are going to be forgotten in this game. Those were big-time plays shot. And then the sack, one by Jaron Reed and one by Melvin Ingram. Man, all those are big plays because you know that the Bills came in with this, um, you know, four-down mentality. Anything close to midfield, it was four downs. They, they were not selling for field goals. They were not selling for uh, punting the ball, trying to pin us in. It was, it was, it was basically they, they was, you know, putting all their chips in the middle of the table early and often and let us know what kind of game it was going to be. They knew it was going to be a high-scoring game. They knew they couldn't let uh, Pat in the second half just uh, be able to, you know, convert touchdowns and stuff like that. So defensively, those guys, they, they really showed up. And Bolton has been, man, like – you talk about rookie. You talk about a rookie that has come in and, and shown that, like, hey, man, all that, all that first year um, doubt, all that first year I can't get it done stuff. I mean, listen, I don't think he even knows he's a rookie. He's playing at such a high level, uh, making so many stops on crucial uh, third and short and fourth down plays throughout the season, um, and he hasn't hit that rookie wall. None of our rookies has. That's been the most surprising thing to me. Uh, Creed Humphreys, Trey Smith. Um, Bolton, none of those guys that are playing significant downs have hit what everybody called the rookie wall. Um, so, I, man, I don't think those kids 
I realize they're rookies anymore. No, Nick Bolton's a freight train. <laughs> uh, your thoughts, K-Lock, and then before we go to break here, defense is changing in this league. It's not The 85 Bears are long gone. But if you can get enough stops in such an offensive crazy league, you played in this league on offense, your son is a great player for the Seahawks. What about just getting enough stops defensively? Because that may be the theme of this Sunday's game. Well, I, I think you're right, and, and I think that's why the, the, everyone that plays the Chiefs right now has that mentality that, that Barbara just talked about. Um, that's why they, they have this four-down mentality, because they just don't believe they can get enough stops against the Chiefs offense. And so as we go out defensively this week against, against Burrow and that group, um, you know, the back end is really what I'm interested in watching. Our secondary, uh, especially to see if Tyrone is able to play or not, but I'm really interested to see how our corners uh, will play against Higgins, uh, and against Chase, those are two really good wide receivers. Burrow is an elite quarterback, even though he's he's very young. And I think really that's going to be uh, where the game is 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 won. If we can get enough pressure up front, um, I think we'll be fine. I love the way Ingram's playing. I mean, we're we're making good plays on defense, but we're just giving up chunk plays, and that's what you can't do. You can't give up uh, a big score uh, for big yardage in a very quick amount of time. Uh, so that's what I'm interested in to make to make see can we make Burrow and his team earn every single thing that they get on the weekend, uh, make them have long drives this this upcoming weekend, uh, and earn their points. And I think if we do that, uh, most of us feel confident enough in in the offense that we have on the other side of the ball to put up plenty of points to win. Yeah, and to your point, the 75 yard pop in one play last night devastating, and against these guys, the Bengals in Week 16, a 72 yarder and a 69 yarder in just a fraction of a second. Uh, dictated that game. We come back, we're going to get dive more into this week's opponent for the AFC Championship and the Lamar Hunt Trophy, the Cincinnati Bengals. Back with more with Kevin Lockett and Sean Barber after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Mahomes at his own 36, down by three. Three wide to the right, one wide to the left. Mahomes over the middle. Cut Tyreek Hill at the 45. Angling right 40. 35. Gina. 25. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Kansas City. A 64 yard touchdown. Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. And Mahomes has just set an all time National Football League record with his 24th touchdown in the postseason in his first 10 games. This none bigger, none bigger than this 64-yard catch and run. 32-29 Kansas City with a minute two to go in the game. That took out the record of Drew Brees for touchdown passes in his first 10 playoff games. As the uh, Chiefs get ready, we thought that was going to do it, but man, that would just start. That was like the middle of the firecrackers going off. There was a whole lot more firecrackers to go off in that game after that 64-yard catch and run by the Cheetah. Uh, again, we're getting ready for the AFC Championship game this Sunday. Chiefs against the Bengals. A reminder, our player interviews all year long brought to you by Hellsburg Diamonds, the official uh, uh, serving the Chiefs kingdom for 100 years in 200 locations nationwide. Kevin Lockett with me tonight along with Sean Barber. I'll let you guys fight over the Hellsburg Diamonds. Uh, K-Lock, he's a defensive guy, so maybe you might take the uh, let him have the 
have the swag tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Kevin been doing, he makes all the money. K Lock been doing a lot around the house, man. He got he got he's gonna I'm sure bless his wife with a nice little Valentine's Day gift. I'm gonna go ahead and take my wife out to dinner, so I'm gonna uh, go ahead and let him have the Hillsburg. Uh you guys, I love your families, both of you. It's it's just awesome to see what you're doing in the community and with your families. All right. Let's jump in uh, for the next six to seven minutes on the Cincinnati Bengals. And, Kaylock, you got into them a bit. Uh, 34-31 beating the Chiefs in Week 16, a 72-yard touchdown, a 69-yard touchdown. The weapons on this team, uh, how special is Jamar Chase? And then what about the rest of their weapons? And what do you think of Joe Burrow overall? Yeah, I mean, let me start with, with Jamar Chase. I think what he's doing at the wide receiver position uh, is absolutely incredible. Uh, to be a young player and to make the type of explosive plays that he continues to make, uh, it's really almost unheard of. I mean, you've seen you've seen it happen over the last couple of years. Justin Jefferson doing it a, a couple years ago, coming in early in their career and just lighting it up. Uh, but Burrow is who surprises me. I mean, um, you know, he's only a few years into his career, and man, he looks like a veteran quarterback. It's interesting because in the NFL right now, we have some young quarterbacks. We saw two of them last night. But we've got a group of young quarterbacks that are really lighting it up uh, in the NFL right now. But offensively, uh, this is a good team. And they can pound the football with Mixon and some of those guys when they want to. But they're also explosive to guys like Higgins and Chase outside. Um, and here's the thing. Pe- people don't give Burrow enough credit. He's got enough elusiveness uh, to get away from the, from the rush at times uh, and beat you with his legs. But I think really the key uh, is going to be our front four, what kind of pressure we can get. I mean, if you watch the Tennessee game, uh, he was sacked nine times, and I think that's telling. If you go back to our Week 16 game, we sacked him four times, but we hit him six more times. So you can get to the quarterback, uh, and I think that's going to be the key for us defensively against Joe Burrow in this electric offense. Shop. He was sacked nine times and won a playoff game. That defies the laws of science, okay? I mean, this guy was sacked 51 times during the year, Joe Burrow. That was the most in the league. Well, they call him Joey Ice, right? He's got that ice in his veins. I mean, he also has a, a rabbit's foot somewhere either because, <laughs> I mean, you know how lucky you got to be to be facing the Tennessee Titans in late in the game. They're going uh, to, to on a drive to kick a field goal to win the game, and for some reason they throw the ball. They actually, they actually put the ball in the air when they have King Henry. They got number seven from, you know, used to be from the Texans, something like that. He's been running it down here. They got all these guys up front that can run block, and you actually put it in the air and let it get tipped and intercepted, and then Joe Ice goes down and um, wins the ball game. That just is so uncommon. And to, to play a team outside of the, your, 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 your comfort level and what you're used to doing, um, man, Tennessee just got to – sometimes you just hate yourself for allowing another team to take you out of – what you do. Um, and, but Kevin did talk about these wide receivers, man. Obviously, uh, Jamar Chase is a top 10 wide receiver in the league this year. But when you go beyond that, they got two other ones. Like you said, Higgins um, and Boyd that are probably top 25. And so all three receivers in the top 25, that doesn't make sense when you got 32 teams. That means that you got a lot of uh, starting wide receivers that could be number ones at other teams, um, all bunched on one uh, roster and being utilized by one quarterback. And he does a great job of, I um, mean, he squeezes that football on third and second and third and longs. He holds it an extra second if he has to. He'll see the blitz coming. He'll still hold on to it just to allow that, that, that half a second for his receivers to get just that little bit of air, that little bit of um, separation to complete that pass. But on the negative side, it makes him more vulnerable for the sack. And he doesn't secure that ball. You see against the Tennessee Titans, while he's being sacked, sometimes he's trying to change hands with the ball to try to get it off 
make an incomplete pass with the left hand, that's an opportune moment for a second guy coming in to strip that ball. So our guys got to see that on film. And, man, that's got to be like chum in the water uh, for Frank Clark, uh, for Ingram, for uh, for Chris Jones. They got to see that and understand, hey, we got to go after that ball and create turnovers, not just sacks. About a minute left with you guys, and I'll let you go. And thank you so much for being with us tonight. But, Kaylock, there's some other stats by Cincinnati's in this game. They're plus four in the giveaway takeaway in two games. And in the red zone defensively, this is not a sexy defensive team when you look at the stats of what Buffalo had. But in the red zone, they've only allowed two touchdowns in two games in eight red zone trips. What about red zone and being plus four for the Bengals so far in these two playoff games? Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, they've played above their heads, uh, clearly. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to score when we get inside the 20. But, you know, Mitch, honestly, what I'm counting on here is I'm hoping that our experience kicks in. Uh, the fact that we've been the four straight AFC championship games uh, and then before the playoffs, you know, the Bengals hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years. Um, you know, hadn't won a road playoff game in the franchise history. I- I'm counting on experience here for the guys that have been on this team the last two, three, four years. I'm hoping that experience kicks in in those opportune moments in this game uh, and we're able to pull out a good victory. Kay Locke, thanks for being with us tonight. Kevin Lockett, Shop, same thing. Sean Barber, thank you so much. It's so exciting to be a part of this team right now. So let's go win a Lamar Hunt trophy, the third straight one. That'd be awesome. Always, man. Appreciate letting us talk about family, faith, and football on your radio show, man. Everybody knows we always love to see it red, and we always going to defend the kingdom. All right. Thanks, Shop. Thanks, Kay Locke. Blessings, brother. Absolutely. Kevin Lockett and Sean Barber. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. The Chiefs getting ready to play the Bengals. AFC Championship football this week at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. After this, we'll be back after this to wrap it up. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. 36-36 36-36 tie in overtime. Chiefs first down and goal to go. Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. It is caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on a push fade comeback. And the Chiefs have won this incredible divisional playoff game in overtime. That was done uh, by an incredible group of players. Uh, And to get it done with just 13 seconds left to go in regulation, we talked about it with Kevin Lockett and Sean Barber to drive down, get the tying field goal, and then an eight-play, 75-yard drive to win it in walk-off fashion. But Travis Kelsey now being listed with his postseason accolades and his production, he is now discussed in the same sentence with Jerry Rice and John Stallworth. It's amazing what he's been able to do. Um, And you can list him as a tight end, but his records now are holding up against all receivers, whether they're running backs or, of course, wide receivers. And then uh, with Patrick Mahomes, he has now proven that there has been no quarterback this good in his first five seasons of the National Football League in the playoffs or in his first 10 playoff games than Patrick Mahomes. All that being said... I'll just repeat it again. For 58 seasons, for 58 seasons, the Dallas Texans, original AFL franchise that moved to Kansas City in 1963, never, ever hosted 
an AFL championship game or an AFC championship game. The times the franchise had made it to an AFL title in the uh, days when uh, the Chiefs won it on the road in 1966 in Buffalo. In 69, they won it in Oakland. And the Dallas Texans beat Houston at Houston. The Chiefs have never, had never, ever hosted an AFC championship game. Now this Sunday, for the first time in National Football League history, the Kansas City Chiefs will be the first team to host a fourth consecutive AFC championship game and will make history with that mark. And again, they will try to win the Lamar Hunt Trophy for a third consecutive year on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. As a reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.